Welcome to Uncontained, episode 200. That's right. Uh, thank you to everybody who has been with us the whole time or just joined us. If uh, you have been with Uncontained since episode one, I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at Uncontained Pod. Um, check. Let me know. Let me know uh, how you think the show's advanced. And I know it's a little deja vu. First show, 100th show. 200 show tom garland is back on the show and i'm happy to talk to him again uh about being a comedian in quarantine yeah it kind of sucks but uh sounds like he had some really cool stuff in the working including a show a special at the top of the stratosphere in las vegas that was going to happen hopefully hopefully that happens soon and uh had a close call with uh Getting ready to perform on a cruise ship. I hope everybody's doing all right out there. I hope everybody uh, is staying somewhat sane with all all that's going on. Corona on the rise. And, uh, you know, it's it's 2020 has been a crazy year so far. But this isn't a year in review show. This is episode 200 with comedian Tom Garland. Tom and I have uh, gone back a ways. Even, uh, but we met back in Iowa when I was uh, getting started out doing stand-up comedy. He was doing comedy, and now he's been doing stand-up comedy for ten years and a little bit of change. He's been a friend of the show since day one four years ago, and uh, I like to keep having him back at milestones. Plus, uh, you know, I we don't have to wait every hundred shows to have him on but uh we might end up having him on again here before before episode 300 who knows but until then right now i don't want to keep you waiting any longer for episode 200 of uncontained with the one the only tom garland how are you doing today tom doing great man thanks for having me back much appreciated also like i i Glad you keep keep having me, but it's like Groundhog's Day <laughs> of this interview. I listen back at a couple of them, and I'm like, yeah, I hate the sound of my voice. You know, isn't that weird for being like a comedian? You ever, I know that's I, kind of a hack thing people say, but uh, to radio people, but you know, it's like uh, you hear yourself on the uh, on like a recording or something later. You're like, Jesus, that's what I sound like. And so and they were, <laughs> so they, they were what like a, each one's like a couple years apart, maybe or like a year apart. So it's like too it's like catch it up to yourself yeah yeah dude and the whole voice thing is kind of interesting you know there even now there's sometimes where i say certain things or laugh a certain way and it's like oh god i hate that yeah it's cringe yeah but for the most part you get kind of used to it you get kind of used to how you sound and going through um editing and everything you kind of hear your voice doing certain things and you try to correct that so it doesn't drive you crazy editing later <laughs> i feel you dude so it's like uh, i'm already wanting to start over <laughs> <laughs> no no that's we're how, doing good man that's how i feel like this whole quarantine has been like i'm just like i start to write something or i start to get, i start a project or something and then two seconds later i hate it because there's no direct feedback and as a comedian I, I feed so much off of that you know I feed off of the knowing what the crowd feels like and I can see their faces change and hear their voice and 
and hear their laughs and stuff right away. And all this like internet stuff that we have to do right now. And you, you excel at it, but for me, uh, it's, it's, there's no direct feedback. So it's, uh, like even right now, like I feel like I'm in a boat and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to drown. I understand you completely though, because, um, the audience response in stand-up comedy to radio or podcasting mm-hmm. or other like YouTubers um, is completely different. Like when I was doing radio, I had all these bits that I did where I'd have to wait till I went out and people saw me and came up and talked to me like, "Hey, this bit you did on the air was was funny or it was stupid. You shouldn't do it again. Shut up, you bum." Yeah, it's so long later. Exactly. And then when I like when I started stand up, I took all my radio bits and took those to stage. And I was like, OK, we'll find out if they're actually funny in real time. <laughs> right. We'll probably just t- like, you know, probably just tightening up the speed of them, you know, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The radio, you only got such like where you were doing where you were playing music. You People think you guys get a long time to talk, but you really don't. There's only like what are those little gaps in between the, you know, a minute, a couple minutes? Yeah, there's like for like a rock station, at least when I was doing it, the like there was like two or three breaks early in the hour that were like just kind of like where you're like supposed to be. This was so and so, blah, blah, blah. Here is so and so, maybe throwing an interesting fact or something. And then um, there's like longer stop sets at the end of the hour where right. if you have a news story or something that you want to put out, you can do that. Or like an interesting story about a band, you can go into a little bit uh, more depth on that there. So per hour, you probably get maybe five minutes of talk time, maybe a little bit between five to stretching. It would be 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a change going from a radio station DJ to this. So where it's a hour talk show interviewing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like this though, dude. I, we were talking about it before we started that you've interviewed so many people I know too. So I think you've put together a cool little collection of uh, of different artists and from all different eclectic backgrounds and stuff like that. So not to stroke your ego here to get you started, but. Uh, oh man, you're going to make my head just swell and blow up right here, man. Well, it's an anniversary um, episode. So you're supposed to <laughs> look back a little bit, aren't you? And, um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so, man. So yeah, it is kind of cool though. I like getting a mix of like some of the bigger names with some of the people who are like trying to make a name for themselves as well. You know? Yeah. We are supposed to, I, Aries must be busy. I don't know. He was going to join me today and then, uh, then bailed on me. So I don't know where he went. And then, uh, <laughs> it's pretty hard to start dropping excuses during quarantine. I found out even myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like even this, if I bomb this interview, dude, like listening back to it, if I hate it, it's going to be like, well, I, it's not like I didn't have any time to prepare. Like, <laughs> Well, you know, it's like you didn't have time to prepare, but you also with quarantine naturally by, being in quarantine don't have a whole lot to do so you know that's right so i also had plenty of time to go over it too much (laughs) (laughs) you have plenty of time to get in your head so don't worry about it let's step outside of your head and what have you been doing during quarantine have you been uh trying to stay creative trying to write new material or anything like that dude i've i've done a little bit yeah uh, like i've been trying to write uh you know our mutual friend greg gettle had put up a yeah. joke about like, I finally realized he, Greg said something about like, 
I finally realized that I was never going to write that script. <laughs> like, There's been a lot of uh, projects that I thought I had irons in the fire with. And since quarantine has hit, it's like, well, that's done. Um, so there's been, there's been quite a few things that, that I thought maybe I was like, oh, that's something I'm, I'm putting some time into here and there. Um, and then this is just completely wiped it out. Um, so that's, it is what it is, but there's been other creative projects. Like, um, I've still done stand up, which is pretty crazy. I did stand up like a week ago. Um, like on a stage, on a stage in front of like a crowd of people that weren't obeying the rules at all. Yeah. It was weird, (laughs) but it happened. It, It was, it, it was like something where like the, like I got asked to do it. Like the first, like, right, right. When this happened, you know, like as soon as yeah. the lockdown happened, the guy was like, Hey man, I want you to come do the show. And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get back to work whenever this stuff blows over. And then this just went on and on. And then the death toll just started going up every day and yeah. it got weirder and weirder. And then of course they put out a thing. It was like, well, it's kind of legal. It's kind of not cause it's in a restaurant. And I'm not trying to out the place here or anything like that, but they're, they're yeah, like, don't say you know, its name. <laughs> right. And so, but they're, you know, I'm just trying to describe. So it wasn't like completely, you know, uh, some crazy rebel shit, but it was, uh, uh, it was certainly like, you know, if, if you're really, if, if you're really into what's going on in the news right now, it's definitely a, it was a risk, you know? So, yeah, uh, we went down there and, uh, it was one of those things where too, like, of course it said like all social distancing guidelines will be adhered to and stuff like that. But then when you get down there, it's like, no, like people are just drinking. And then once the beer is set in, then they're right next to each other. And like, yeah, there's rule. Like one of the rules was like, you can't be up at the bar. And so people like abided by that. But, um, but then they're all sitting in a cluster right up by the stage. So I don't know what that (laughs) does, you know, and I'm not going to wear a mask when I'm trying to talk. Cause I'm trying to, t- you know, I could, you know, so that doesn't exactly work. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was different. I, I, uh, also hadn't done stand up in a, you know, like a month and a half now. So yeah. my wings are clipped a little bit, you know, if you take a break and you come back in, it's just, it, different. it makes a big difference. Yeah. A <laughs> you huge definitely difference, yeah. Like you feel chunks of rust, like cracking on your, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a it tin was some... man. It was some heavy lifting for sure. Yeah, the Tin Man is right. And so uh, so I was already like, you know, rusty to begin with. And then uh, throw that on top of it with the, um, everything going on socially right now, too, and stuff. So I could tell there was there was people, though, that they, they just want to get out for a minute, that they were willing to roll a dice on whatever that means. Um, yeah. Because they were just like, they're so cooped up from the lockdown too. So in a, in a sense, it was a good thing, but it, it's also something I probably won't do much, but <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I gotta be one of the only ones that have even done anything like that. So it was, uh, it was interesting to say the least. So were most of your jokes like kind of, uh, Corona related, um, or yeah. were they, or were you trying to stay away from the subject? No, you know, I talked about it a little bit because, um, I was in a sweet spot where two guys went on before me. And so I got to see what they did and what worked and what didn't work. And one of the guys said something like, Oh, I'm going to try and do some older stuff. And it didn't, none of his old stuff was going over well. And so I thought, well, you know, they want some, people want fresh takes. Um, if, if, uh, if they were coming to something like that, you know, like if you were, if you're wild enough that you're like, 
the moment I can get out of my house, I'm going to a bar. I don't care what's going on. And I'm going to watch UFC was earlier that night. So they watched UFC and then we were after the UFC fight. Oh, okay. You know? So in a lot of ways, too, during. Oh, they could have put on, put it on before or on a different day. It was a, in a lot of ways, it was a little bit of ambush, but it was what it was. So, so then the, yeah, so the people are, are down there for that. And so they're already like drunk and UFC fired up and whatever. So yeah, it was something else, dude. <laughs> yeah, but, I can, I can't imagine like, or I can only imagine. Uh, I was kind of like thinking about like what jokes I could write about, like the whole Corona thing for when this ends and can like get on stage and hit up a few open mics and stuff like that to get back into it. But it's like, um, it's the fine line between what's going to be funny, what's going to be tasteful, what's going to be like, just yeah. like, Oh, you're stretching for it. You know, that's, like, that's always there with everything. But I, I do think yeah, anything topical, but uh, for sure with this, because you know, uh, there's a there's a whole <laughs> very serious side to it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't keep a straight face about the way I'm thinking of stuff, but uh, you know, here's the thing, dude, is that there there's always like there's always going to be people that say like too soon or they don't want to. I've heard enough of that right now. I, I don't want to hear any more of that and stuff. But um, again, these aren't really the people that are coming to the comedy club. If, if a comedy club will even exist uh, going down the road here, but in, in this case where I was at, like the people want, they want that raunchy, like um, not necessarily raunchy, like dirty, but they want those hot takes on, on, uh, you know, on society. Um, yeah. Yeah. makes sense, man. So like you mentioned that you don't know if there will be comedy clubs after this, like what do, what do you see is uh stand up comedy going to become a, like an online thing at least for the like now and the short term future anyway? I don't know, or... man. I mean, it's, what do you think? I, it's kind of headed there already. I, I, uh, that might mean I'm out. <laughs> if, if it's only <laughs> that's all that it is i love the stage dude and i'm i'm such a stage performer and i'm not trying to sound like uh, i can't adapt or anything like that i did some roasts um on zoom already uh like a couple of them uh since this has happened so i've been really lucky where i keep getting offered different stuff even though this is going on um hilarious seven which is a show like an actual vegas show is planning to come back the moment we can come back to. Um, so that's exciting. They're trying to do things with protocol and other things like that. But um, e even the one show that I talked about, that little underground show, it's going to keep going. Um, so if I wanted to go back down, I could. Um, it's I, Things are going to – I think that you're going to see a, a big split between people in general. This I read some articles about what's been happening uh, over in China and stuff like that with their entertainment since they've opened back up. And – there's a, I think there's a split between people where you're going to see these, there's certain people that want to abide by the guidelines and abide by the rules out, out of yeah. whatever reason that is, whether it's, uh, if, if they're a hundred percent right about that's the protocol to take or, or if that's a little loopy either way, they're, they're going to stay that way. And there's another group of people that's just going to say to hell with it. And they're going to go back to living life the way they were before. And those people are going to clash, I think, uh, on a lot of stuff. Like the comedy club would be one in general where if you got, you know, if you have tables six feet apart and whatever, but three people get drunk 
and they start to break the rule, how do you police that? You know, do you, do you have to bounce them out immediately or do you have to, um, do you have to let people know like, Hey, it's still that kind of environment. Um, yeah. you know, it just depends. Hard to drink and, with masks on. Yeah, it, it really is too. Like <laughs> who's going to be doing that, you know? And there was an article today about a plane where they said like, well, half the people were doing it and half weren't. And that sounds reasonable to me. That sounds like what will actually probably go on, you know? So, yeah. um, will comedy clubs survive? Like maybe, but at half capacity with a, uh, cult group of people. Yes. But I think you'll see a lot more pop-up stuff than you will like full-time places. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah. Food and might you know, save it, you know, who knows? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, going to comedy clubs, sometimes, you know, you see they have like the long tables where they sit multiple groups. Right, right. Well, <laughs> that, that won't be, yeah. that won't be, um, uh, done anymore i don't think i think they'll have to do like smaller tables and only set mm -hmm. people that come together together um but as you were talking about once people get a few drinks in there there's no social distancing with that really close talking drunk guy that wants to get right up in your face and like talking like yeah it know. just happened the other night we were so all of us comedians before the before the set at that underground thing we're all sitting outside and uh yeah, and uh, one of the guys is, like, coming up trying to hug everybody and stuff like that. <laughs> what, you know, it's funny, but at the same time, too, I'm like, that's probably the guy that has it. Like, if I had it, like, it, or if I had to pick, it's that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. In the Contagion yeah. movie that is my life, it is probably just the drunk guy at the show that, that gives me a bear hug. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, I've got. <laughs> got the He's either the one that has it or has so many antibodies from hugging everybody and getting every like germ in the world from hugging everybody that he's he's safe. Yeah, he's you one know? of the like... X-Men, though. He's definitely in the, in the, <laughs> in the crew of he's he's either. Man. Yeah, you're right. He's either completely immune or or he's swimming in it uh, somehow. Yeah. So last time we talked, Tom, we like this was actually not even for the podcast. It was just uh, talking about something you have going on. You mentioned you have a couple things that were were in the works before this whole uh, stay at home quarantine thing happened. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some of those things going on? Have you heard anything uh, new on any of them? Yeah, I was working on all sorts of stuff, dude, which was cool. Like, I think the last time we checked in, um, I was opening for Tom Green over at Bally's. And uh, and so when that ended, um, I went on to uh, do a couple different things. I was on a variety show at one point called Cons of Comedy. Um, I had another variety show. I was on downtown on Fremont Street. I did that for like an entire summer. Hosted some pro wrestling um, that was like live. <laughs> nice. that was Yeah, it was fun. Um, did all sorts of stuff. I was, uh, the cooler thing that I think I did was I was, did a stint with the Kiss show at the Rio. And so it was like a Kiss tribute band. And, uh, and I was like the, I, I would say opening act, but it was in the middle of the show to like break up the show. It was during intermission where they'd okay. have a comedian on. So, um, so I did like their, their intermissions for them. So they would, uh, they would go and change their makeup and then they'd come back out and do a completely different set. So that was kind of cool. Um, but like just the, the, like the Rio, it's a big casino and uh, you know, was, they, they get a good crowd cause it's just like a generic kiss, you know, it's just a generic band that like people like. So yeah. in Vegas, like a lot of people, they just are looking for something to do that's cheap and affordable and stuff like that. And so it's like, 
it's not offensive or anything. It's just something that's real familiar. So it packed out. So that was a fun thing. And then, um, but I was working up until the last minute, dude, I was trying to get a comedy special. Um, I did get it. It was, it was with a, a company called 360 films and they're based here out of Las Vegas. And I knew a couple of guys that worked there and they really believe in my standup and they've been out to see me a couple of times. And so they decided they wanted to start filming standup comedy. So I linked them up with, um, this LA comedy club and we were going to shoot the special there and I was going to do stuff with them. And then we also have another show in town called hilarious seven. And I was trying to get them to film with them as well. All sorts of different stuff, dude. And so like when that, uh, you know, when the coronavirus hit, it, it was just like, you know, probably like, what was that? March 15th when they started shutting down the strip, I was like, um, this is, you know, not that this is crazy, but like, I was still thinking like, I can still do some of these things. I can still, (laughs) I can still get some of this done. Like, okay, they can shut down those two properties, but I can still do my stuff over here. I wasn't even thinking about the medical repercussions of what's going on and all that sort of stuff, because I just had so many irons in the fire. But, uh, now that I've taken a pause, it's like, well, there's some real, um, there's some real factors to this that are probably aren't going away anytime soon. So, so like I said, some of these projects are, they're maybe on pause, maybe indefinitely, you know, who knows? Like my special was supposed to be called crowd work. <laughs> it was supposed to be me doing crowd work with the audience the whole time, you know, uh, wow. was what we were going to try to do is shoot a full half hour of just crowd work. And, and now you'll have to shoot a whole half hour of uh, social distancing. Well, it's going to be a little harder with masks on their face. Yeah. Like, and from six feet away or whatever, we'll see what the layouts of the clubs are now, but, um, uh, so weird, you know, but I've been at it like 10 years, so I'm not like necessarily just going to hang stuff up just yet. We're going to, I'm going to sit and see what happens and whatever. But if, if it's all this zoom comedy, it's, it's not as much my thing, um, as the stage is ever going to be, but I'm still, you know, um, uh, I have fun on the, on anything I do, podcast, video, whatever. So, um, it, it's always just about bringing that, uh, bringing the fun to it, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely. Just like the other night, it was like, uh, well, I can go down there and, and to that thing and and think that everyone's going to abide by guidelines or do whatever, or I can just go down, have some fun, and get my ass home and take a shower and <laughs> burn my <laughs> and clothes. Then, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I need, dude. It's just an incinerator to just always just burn the evidence after every comedy show. That's great. There you go. Walk out like you know, get get one of those like paper like uh like contamination suits or whatever. Yeah, go dude, out in like that, like Mr. the whole Briggs. body condom. Uh, <laughs> body condom. That's... And uh yeah, it's you know, you gotta stay safe. Practice uh see when you when you started this you were like, Is there is there anything you wanna plug? And I was like, I'm sure we'll find our way through it. And then here we are at <laughs> here we are at body condom. See? I... Yes, yes. <laughs> You just we, let it go. We can we can brand that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, but uh so like we also talked about something you're working on called fake. I think we may have mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but uh I know we mentioned it as we we're talking before the show as well. But what is uh fake? Well, it was a project I don't know if it's gonna come out or not. It was a project I'm working on with uh Austin Aries and uh and Frank Meir. And, uh, it, it was, 
it was crazy, dude. I, I lived with Austin for a little while. He's a pro wrestler and I pretty much filmed him, uh, 24 hours a day while he was trying to, uh, for a couple months while he was trying to, uh, manage Frank Mir and all this sort of stuff. So we have all this footage from it and there was all this, uh, real life drama. And, and then we got a lot of different, uh, celebrities to interview and stuff like that. And we did a lot of it all at his house. But then again, like this COVID happened. So now the narrative has changed so much. So it's almost like, um, and then there's other factors like, um, he, uh, started doing stem cell treatments. Uh, a lot of pro wrestlers did. Um, yeah. Rob Van Dam has done it that you had on the show previously that I did the movie headstrong with, you know? And so that was something that we thought, well, maybe we want to include this in the conversation and, um, as part of the film and whatever. Well, that's all taking place in, uh, Columbia and now like trying to go to Columbia with the way the travel is and, and stuff like that. And this virus, like, I don't know if that'll ever happen. Um, you know, so that's, that's something that was a chunk that we were kind of like, wait, we were supposed to shoot that here in May. Um, okay. so now that's, you know, that's out for now. Um, so that's just kind of how th- these projects are going to go with the, you know, it's like going to be like, what, what were we working on that we can salvage and that could still, you know, so me and him have talked about podcasts and other stuff like that. And, you know, so it's always just like, if you find some synergy and you like working with people, that's cool. And, uh, you, you, you know how it is, dude. Like, just like you were saying, like before when we were going through the list of all the, you know, the guests and, and stuff like that, it's like, sometimes the, the thing will push itself. Other times it, it gets paused up and held up a lot and stuff like that. So it just depends. Definitely do. Definitely. So, yeah. um, I don't know, man, like, what is it like being in Vegas right now? Like it has to be weird because normally the streets are busy pretty much. I'd assume like all the time with tourists and everything, but now it's just the locals and being sparse, obviously because of the stay at home orders and stuff. Well, I I came to Vegas for the reason of like, I, you know, um, I want to stop touring uh, in a positive way. Like I, I want to ramp up to this where I can live in one place and the people can come to me and this will kind of be here forever kind of thing, you know, like, and I can start yeah. putting my, I'll start putting my time in something that'll always be here in entertainment, uh, rather than jumping from town to town and, and whatever. And so to see the strip close and Fremont close was just, it's like something out of a movie, dude. Like it's, that's not real, you know, it's a drive. Even still I'll drive just to go kill some time. Um, I'll drive down the strip or downtown and it's just, it's unbelievable. There's billboards that are just completely blacked out that they haven't even tried to put anything back up on them. They just black paint or whatever. And, you know, to go, so to drive by and see a bunch of, uh, you know, blacked out billboards and, um, then you got, uh, police in front of most of the casinos, real police too, not like their security, but they've, they've hired a, you know, a car every so many casinos to, to be in front of the door and whatever. And they got their lights on and, and all the lights turn green. And so you, you think it, it, obviously they don't want you hanging out much and, and whatever. And it's just, it's really weird. There's no one around and stuff like that and stuff. So I joked the other night and I was like, this is the people that really can't leave Vegas, like that have <laughs> burnt every bridge <laughs> possible that like there's no home to go back to. You're just even though, you know, I, I could go back to Iowa. I, I'm trying to ride it out here. 
Um, but uh, I, I'm actually, I'm, I live with my girlfriend here. We live in like a, uh, an apartment that's about uh, a couple blocks from the new stadium, which would, Oh, okay. I don't know if you know where that's at in Vegas, but I'm, I were like, kind of like if you head behind Mandalay Bay and, uh, and keep going here. And so um, she's a Twitch streamer and stuff. And so she's been doing her Twitch show out of the apartment. Uh, she does art streaming and it's called ink girl. And so sometimes I'll go on her show and stuff like that. So that's been keeping me busy, but, uh, I haven't had a lot of interaction with the outside world in general, other than just when I go venture out. Cause we've been on like pure, pretty much lockdown since like March 15th. So they keep stringing it out. Like, you know, at first I was kind of goofing around, like it would just be a week or so, you know, but, uh, it's definitely like we're in it for the long haul with California too, I think. Yeah, definitely. I know they're opening some states back up now. Uh, I know uh, Iowa, I guess they ne- Iowa never actually shut down, but. Uh, yeah, it never really did, dude. But they're officially open now with some, with some restrictions. Mm-hmm. And then like states like Georgia are opening up and everything. So I think California, maybe even Vegas and everything is just sitting back to see how it goes with them and uh then after that like if there's a spike uh of corona california and vegas will probably stay closed for a while and then uh if it's not well it might open up somewhat soon but who knows right yeah it's been weird though because like even without the tourists like you're talking about just a huge chunk of the city that's not there so even like uh traffic and other stuff like that like you just notice it in every single way you know that um it's completely different dude it's so strange Uh, yeah it's the same out here i went in i was going into san francisco to work occasionally Mm -hmm. and there was like nobody there and it was it was kind of almost almost creepy like you know you'd expect to see zombies walking around the corner or something but i'd imagine vegas is even more like that like where it's creepy because there's nobody there have you like i know you got a camera and are like starting making documentaries and stuff have you like thought about going around shooting some things that are like closed and maybe talking to some people from from a safe social distance of course use a boom mic (laughs) well yeah see that's it that's what i mean where like there's so many like cops and police everywhere and like stuff like that that like i don't think they want you shooting as much as like it would be fun to um definitely i think i've seen a couple yeah. like indie projects but a lot of them were shot from their car <laughs> and they were like like speeding along too like for the same reason i think they they you know all that's private property so if they're going to kick everybody off i'm sure the last thing they want is like me shooting an indie film uh breaking my <laughs> neck uh or something like trying to climb up the side of the luxor uh but uh i did see they they like lit up the casinos and so they put inside all the casino they lit up all the um they, i mean they're still lighting up their lights at night but they all have like these creepy uh messages on them that say like come back soon stay alive like, <laughs> you know, like uh stay safe whatever it's 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 creepy man uh, but they'll they'll take the rooms is what i mean and they'll light up the rooms and like make a heart out of them you know and make or like one gotcha. of them says like live laugh love kind of thing and they'll put that on the side of the casino right now like to kind of inspire and uh i was joking the other night i said i, <laughs> I drove by circus circus and there's just it was just a penis that they ended up it was just 
it's such a shitty hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I drove by yeah, Motel yeah, Six. It was definitely. just nine one one. You know, it's always so. Yeah, I I'm surprised there's not one casino still left where they they've just defied it that people aren't just in there just gambling even with the machines off just playing. That's run by the mafia or something like that. That has yeah, like man, all the authorities no... in their pocket. Yeah, I think the last thing to try and stay open was like man, Little Darling Strip Club, plus. and they finally caved after like a couple days. They they caved. You know, I think the guy just wanted to make the news. Probably that business is going to be changing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. There's no nothing's going to be untouched by this. But the entertainment business, from everything, yeah, like basic entertainment, like like that, like casinos, strip clubs, bars, yeah, uh, rock venues. After this, the strippers will be untouched because you know you can't really. Bad joke. Bad joke. Sorry. I think it's funny. Like I, th- I I'm just. Uh, I'm probably doing this interview. Wrestlers would say it's a shoot interview or something like that, right? Where they do it like as them. I'm not tr- uh, overly trying to be funny, um, which is probably the wrong thing to do. But I, I, you know, I see the seriousness in it too. That I'm like, damn right, nobody's doing that anymore. Like it's just uh, like or like I said, or there's going to be that split, or there's going to be two clubs. There's going to be one club that you go into, and it's like a goddamn hospital that's like surgical, and then you're going to go into the other club, and it's going to be you know, like it was in 1998 yeah. and everybody just coughing on each other and, and, you know, sneezing and whatever. I wonder, and, I know, wonder if we'll go yeah. back to like, uh, you know, like in like New York, they had like the peep shows where you put a quarter in and like, or whatever, watch the yeah. girl dance a minute with the glass all around. That might be what it goes back to. Uh, I think they're doing some of that across the country. You know, they're not here which uh, I've got, you know, friends that are all across the entertainment business here. So, you know, they, I've got friends that are, you know, in that industry. I've got friends that are, uh, you know, also like uh, all sorts of different types of performers, like from doing those variety yeah. shows and stuff like that. So I know that everybody that performs in any sort of sense is hurting. And if they're not, it's because they, you know, they were really doing well. I The other thing is, too, is like I think a lot of it's been about like, uh, you know, where you were performing to and whatnot. So if you were somebody that was going on the road a couple times a week, you know, maybe you're able to bunker down, maybe you got your day job still and stuff like that. If out here, like a lot of people are solely living on their gigs, you know, so um, that's pretty crazy. I, thank God I wasn't on a cruise boat, dude. I was just, oh, wow. just starting to talk to somebody about cruise boats and they were talking to me about how, you know, about getting on them and stuff like that. And so I was getting all set up to do it. That was one of the other things I had going. I was supposed to do a variety show on these Alaskan cruise lines. And this, oh my God, dude, I'm so glad. Because there's still people out on those boats, you know. Like not being allowed to dock? Yeah, they think they got the coronavirus or whatever. They, they're quarantining them and they're on like a, in a little tiny room on a on a ship still. They've been out there the whole time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That... <laughs> yeah. Terrible. I doubt they will ever go yeah. on a cruise again. Those people, like, like if oh, they survive, man. I, I, some of the people, some of the people that work for him, yeah, I've said like, how could you ever go? How could I ever work here again? You know, like, how can I risk that this happens again? You know, yeah, so, uh, that industry is going to change a lot. That's a big thing right now, where a lot of people get in. You know, they get their real money. You know, is is the uh, ships and obviously like colleges and other things like that, but. I think it's all going to be about making people at least feel 
uh, like there's an effort. Um, I don't think we can actually, nobody knows, you know, is the truth somewhere between all this stuff is that <laughs> nobody has a fucking clue what to actually do. So um, as long as people feel like there's been some effort, I think that they'll relax and come back out and, and start to participate again and, in, in, you know, this sort of stuff. But um, until then, like, you know, big, big productions are going to definitely take a hit. The stuff that's going to happen is a lot of this ragtag uh, indie stuff. Like, like I was just talking about at the beginning of the thing where it's like, you're going to be able to get some people that are in my bracket um, that can come down and, and perform and stuff like that. But like the big name, like is, is a Ricky Gervais going to tour, you know, probably not. He probably has enough money. He can stay home. And, you know, is Jerry Seinfeld going to tour? Like, why would he, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. Um, like, you know, is Cirque going to open back up right away? Probably not. You know, or, what do I know? You know, who, who, who says they don't just do the opposite and come back full bore? Um, again, if there's this, that split of people, but I just see a lot of those big productions. Like, why would I, if I'm Ariana Grande, like, why would I want to tour at half capacity when I could just wait a year or two and come back? And I've got all the money in the world to sit on. So it's going to be people like, me and and you know uh, a lot of the artists that you've had on probably that that say okay well uh, I'm trying to get ahead and I was trying to get noticed all along and this is worth the risk to me and I think I'm going to get noticed tonight and you're whatever or this pays X amount now and so like I said hilarious seven is one of the shows I do here through the casinos and that's probably going to come back in a theater space uh, downtown okay. at some point here I know they they want to open up like the day they can open up which, you know, more power to them. And, uh, like my friend, uh, you know, Jack Slammy, other people like that, I know they want to get their shows rolling. And it's just like, you know, uh, it, to me, it's like, it's like it, it, if you can do it, more power to you. And, um, but I don't know where the, the safety lies with any of this. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to tell how lethal this thing actually is, but I guess if it's going to kill us, sitting around telling jokes, then it was going to kill us all along, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong mentality to have. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have the right answer yeah. either. Um, but like, you know, restaurants are doing the takeout and delivery. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe comedians could do that too. You know, yeah. stand up comedian for delivery or takeout, bring us to your location and we'll perform. I saw, um, some people doing that. I saw one of the comedy clubs in town, uh, Don Barnhart and jokesters comedy club was doing that. They had a thing where they're going to come to your house and, uh, they'll do it out in your, your living room or whatever. You know, if it was you and your quarantine buddies, again, I I don't know if that's any more or less safe than just having everybody. Uh, I'm not criticizing it. It's a good, uh, good thing that he's trying to put together. You know, he's trying to stay in business, but, um, yeah, I don't know if that's adapt. Yeah. To, to, to adapt is everything. Yeah. So, um, but to me, I'm like, I might as well just go down to, if I'm going to do that, I might as well just go down to those bar shows too. You know, um, to me, it's all one in the same. If I'm exposing to people all the time, it's one in the same. Yeah. I guess like the uh, delivery slash pickup option of comedians are is safer for the crowd, mm -hmm. but not necessarily for the comic. Yeah, the for the comic. For the comic yeah. I guess it's the, you know this whole thing, dude, is like is, is the you know what is safe? Is the grocery store safe? You know, like when I go there, there's tons of people. Uh, I'm in contact with everybody. Uh, I go in swings where for a day or two, uh, I'll really try to 
get out of the house and, and feel like, you know, I'm uh, like, this thing is not that something to worry about or whatever. And then I'll come back, I'll watch the news for like two hours and then I don't want to leave for a week again. <laughs> you know, so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it, but it's, it's going to change the industry though. In every, you know. It, yeah, it definitely, it definitely will, man. It's like, I don't know. I'm I'm like kind of torn on it too. Like, should I be getting out more, getting exposed to more germs and stuff like that? Like, so my immune system doesn't go down right. or whatnot. Right. Um, like I notice I've been using hand sanitizer way more than I should lately, yeah. you know, more than I ever have in my life. Um, but you know, I, I rarely get sick typically maybe because I ate dirt as a kid. I don't yeah. know. Well, that's one of the things that's like, I, I do feel like I'm like, well, this isn't bad. Like, it's not bad if I use um, hand sanitizer. It, it's just like, you know, it is with the TSA at the airport. Like, if you want to search me, it's not necessarily bad. Um, but when they get telling you to take your shoes off and that you can only have uh, water bottles that are up to a certain ounce, then it starts to feel like it's a little too much. And so yeah. with this stuff here, it's like, uh, it's no big deal if I probably, I probably should wear a mask when I'm sick. I probably should wash my hands more and, you know do stuff like that. Like those are all things we probably should have been doing all along. Um, definitely. Definitely. And wearing the mask isn't so you don't catch it. So other people's don't catch it apparently, but yeah, I've heard so much different um, stuff with the mask. I, I'll do certain stuff like that. Uh, comics were some of the comics are like, I'll never wear them. <laughs> like I'll do certain stuff out of compliance in my regular life. Um, Cause I don't care. I'm not going to wear it on stage, but in terms of, uh, you know, just, uh, interacting with people and stuff like that, like out at the gas station. I don't mind um, complying yeah. with certain stuff if they think it helps people. But um, I do like stress though, that I don't think anyone truly knows. I think right now it's just such a get, even the scientists are just, they're in such a guessing game right now. So yeah. everybody's just freaked out and that's, that's going to be that way for a little while. We can keep putting dates on it and stuff like that, but um, you know, uh, Iowa though is just I, I can't imagine that the just like the countryness of that to just be like uh, we're not doing it the rest of the country's doing it at all like screw it I think I think that's hilarious yeah you know one of the benefits Iowa has is that with less population congestion mm-hmm. you know people are at a social distance more. Um, well, you're right about they that. They are trying or more, but yeah. yeah, um, I've heard some, you know, people talking about how nothing's really changed except for, you know, there's some businesses that chose to shut down mm-hmm. that chose not to stay open. But as far as a, uh, state mandate, um, there was nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think in the, in the end, like the whole world's going to change. It's just entertainment and certain like, um, what do they call like essential non-essential things Then all the things that fell into that non-essential category, they're going to try to change, you know, uh, that's just, that's going to happen. Whether, no matter what you think about it, um, there's going to be different regulations and different, uh, adaptions and whatever. Uh, I liked what you said, or what did you say earlier trying to, it wasn't adapt. It was, um, is that what you said about the comedy club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cause because that's what it's going to be is going to be who can uh, who can change with it and stuff and and knowing where you can and can't like uh, for me like 
uh, creative outlets going forward. Like if things were stuck like this forever, it'd be writing and different stuff like that, maybe producing um, some stuff behind the scenes. Uh, but, but like, as far as an entertainer, like I'm a stage entertainer, like even I do some acting and certain stuff, but really even there, like I, I only excel on stage, you know? So it's like, yeah. um, if that's gone, then I put 10 years in and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, but I think it'll come back. I think it's just more about when and where it comes back and, and, uh, and how we all make it fit together. Definitely, definitely. And now I know I've asked you this probably at least once, but um, what it, I'm going to change it a little bit to fit the time with the whole quarantine thing mm-hmm. uh, going on right now. What advice do you have for comics to try to stay in touch with their comedy so they don't get as rusty or maybe even, uh, you know, take as much of a step as they can? Uh, during a time like this you know i uh again like it's it's one of those things like you said right now it's it's going to be different but um taking a break from stand-up isn't necessarily bad sometimes i get doing too much stand-up i wasn't um towards the end because i was just so busy that i was i was still trying to squeeze stand-up in with my regular schedule so i was probably doing just enough um to stay at the level that i like to stay at but um, you know, if you're uh, a hobby comic or you're a new professional and uh, right now you're, you know, you're like uh, on a break, I'd say, you know, use that break, enjoy it um, because there's going to be a time where you're on the road and other stuff like that where you're not going to be around your family and your friends or at least or even by yourself um, where you can just sit and like uh, write and, and focus on projects and stuff like that. that and, and decide, like I, like I said, go through that checklist and decide what irons do I have in the fire that are actually going to turn out to be something and what am I putting time into um, that's not going anywhere or that needs to be put on the shelf for a while, you know? Um, yeah. Like the thing I was saying with Austin Aries, like we had to shelf that for a while, no matter what, like it was just certain things with it. It's just going to get shelved. So if it comes back up in three months, six months, a year, uh, never comes back up again, you know, whatever. But that's just something where as a pro, I have to be able to look at certain stuff and say, well, this is going forward. That's not, this is like, this has got legs. This doesn't. Um, so that's, this is a good time for that. But um, one of the main things that I got and I, I struggle with, uh, still is, is to get enough regular life in to a standup where it's, it's hard right now with everything shut down, but like, you know, I get so focused on comedy and stuff like that, that, um, I get out of touch with TV shows and references, you know, and certain stuff like that. Like yeah. you ever, you ever go see somebody and they're like, all their references are like Britney Spears is doing that. And you're like, that's so long ago. This guy's making a Britney Spears reference. You know, it's like they don't update yeah. any of their stuff. You know, he, now he's doing Madonna and, and Bob Dole and whoever. And you're like, what is this guy? His act is so old. So it's like uh, even me, like I'm I'm 32 and it's it's hard to stay hip with certain stuff, you know. So it's like you want to go back and and refresh everything. And so I'm binge watching TV shows just like everybody else. Uh, I'm, you know, reading books listening to podcasts. Uh, I listen to NPR every single day just to try and stay up okay. on, on the news, you know, I listen to BBC 
trying to stay up on headlines, suit and stuff like that, that helps you write, you know, if you don't know that, uh, you know, you don't know that the UFO video came out, how can you make the jokes right away, you know, and get on Twitter and, and all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, but at the same time too, I've, I, I'm, you know, it's hard to give advice when I know, like I've been just as negative some days too, where, uh, I let that comedy's all negativity, you know? So I get in that, in, in that mind state to write jokes where you're wrote, you know, like, Oh, this is negative. That's negative. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm locked in a cell of negativity and, uh, and it's hard to get out of that too. So, um, I've had some days where I've had writer's block and other stuff like that, but, it, um, it, it's been like groundhog day, dude. It's been like, just, we could do this uncontained interview every day for the next month until I get it perfect <laughs> and pretend that it doesn't happen. <laughs> it would probably benefit me. I, you know, like, uh, too, like this has been such a good time to, to get rid of ego because there's all this ego around what I do. And so much of it's paid in ego too, because, um, you know, you do all these little sets and all these little things and it's just, it's just likes and shares a lot of it and, and pats on the back and stuff like that. And so you can, get, I listen Definitely. to some of those old interviews and it's like, wow, I sound really inflated and like sound like I really, really think I've got this big following and like I'm this big rock star when really I'm just a good <laughs> utility comic, you know, I'm someone that you can put in and, and people can have a good time when they're on vacation and they can see me. But um, you know, I'm not Chris D'Elia or anybody like that. Like I'm not some, uh, you know, Harlan Williams or somebody that can really pack out a room. Um, so it's a good time to sit back, check your ego and realize like, um, is this, uh, is this where I want to be with certain stuff? Is this what I want to keep putting time into? Is there other areas I could improve on and what else could improve me? And just as, you know, as a person and stuff like that and reconnect with everybody. That's good advice. Take it for a little bit of an introspective time and uh, figure out what what it is you need to focus on, what it is that you got going, and uh, where you are in the world. Am I am I uh, correct on summarizing it that way? Yeah, I mean, like I feel like this just for me personally, dude. I don't know if I'm way off on a tangent here, but I feel like this wasn't gonna happen for me until I hit like a nursing home or I got in a car accident or something like that. Like, when was I gonna ever take a pause like this? You know, like. When was I ever going to sit back and say, whoa, let's let's take every day, uh, not work uh, and go over the things of my life over and over and over again and <laughs> all the good and all the bad <laughs> and weigh it out in front of myself. Uh, you know, it's like it's like 9-11 just keeps happening every single day, you know, and and you just keep watching it on replay and stuff. And so it's like it's been a real good time to be able to check myself and say, okay, family's important. Uh, my relationship's important. Uh, are, you know, outside of that, like where do the chips start to fall? And instead probably, uh, you know, if you would have talked to me three months earlier before that, it would have been a lot of superficial stuff of like the stuff we probably started this interview with, you know, where was, Oh, I was doing this show. I was doing this. I was doing that. Um, whereas now it's like, you know, when all that stuff goes away, we find out what really matters. So, uh, not to get all hippy dippy on you there, but, uh, yeah, dude, I, I think in, in some ways this has been good in other ways, I'd like to get back to work, obviously. Um, yeah. but in a perfect world, I'm also like, I'm being a realist and stuff. And so, like I said earlier, those shows that I was talking about, I, 
I wasn't trying to rag on, on their decision to open up. Like I said, I was there uh, buying colors, but I, at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to look at that and say, you did what, you know? So, but the way I saw it was, uh, it was historic and I didn't want to miss it, you know? And so even that, like, yeah. I, I got to go through my, like what I've deemed. And I thought, well, I don't know when I'm going to get the chance to ever do stand up again, ever. These guys are doing it down there. They got a good spot for me. I'm going to go down and do it. And if that's all it was after 10 years, it's just that I have this little thing that can make life not suck for a couple minutes, then like, I'm going to go do it. You know, like that's what, that's what I worked on for 10 years. So I could have this cool skill and, uh, you know, uh, it's going to break me out of house arrest for, uh, (laughs) for the night. I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the bracelet off for a minute. So. Very cool, man. I'm glad you're uh, getting out and doing some of that stuff. So if you don't have anything for this next question, since, uh, well, we're in quarantine, that's fine. But are you doing anything right now to promote yourself? Um, Yes and no. Like, uh, to promote myself, maybe? I, I don't know. Like, you mean just like, uh, like, am I doing like Facebook Lives and stuff like that? Yeah, living room shows, Facebook Live, uh, you know, I'm, anything like that. I'm doing that. them, like, per request, I guess, would be the, the answer to that. I'm not, like, uh, seeking anything like that out. Like, um, But I've done uh, some roasts on Zoom. I did two, like, roast parties uh, where people wanted me to roast, like, a guest of honor, and then we all roasted the, the, the each other and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. I did that twice. Um, but those were by request and stuff. So I would say just, you know, if somebody want uh, anything like that, uh, if somebody wanted like a living room show, kind of like those things they're doing, that'd just be something to hit me up about direct. And you can just find me on, on social media or whatever. It's just Tom Garland on everything. All right. All right, man. So, um, now this question is kind of a two part question. What is a hardship? or a and a high god jesus fucking christ i can't talk (laughs) hey you're okay dude hey that's good man use this use this moment right here to edit out all the stupid shit i said before (laughs) 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 we were so smooth when i got on and then you were like okay we'll actually start and then i was like all right and then i babbled for like 10 minutes and didn't make sense now Uh, i'm finally in my groove that we're at like the 50 minute mark um you are you are good you are good so um what is a hardship and a highlight that you care to share. Sometimes a hardship is something with a silver lining that you were able to turn around and make work for you. Sometimes it's something that knocked you on your ass and you just learned from. Like, I, I really like not to keep going over it, but this whole thing where um, leading up, I was about to shoot this comedy special. That was a highlight for me. Like, um, I was coming up on 10 years. Of st- I, I started doing stand up comedy in 2010. So it's now 2020. I'm a 10 year comic, which is people say is like this big year for you. You know, I felt like I'm finally starting to get this better view of uh, stand up comedy and, and uh, starting to kind of get into my groove with it and really figure out like who I am on stage and how I can uh, really entertain tourists and stuff like that. And just I, I was just in a great spot with it. So when this whole thing kind of crashes all of that, um, you know, it, it went from uh, what were the two words you used? It was like uh, hardship uh, and highlight, hardship and highlight. Yeah. So it went from highlight to hardship pretty quick where it's just that's out the window. And it was something I, I was uh, I was really celebrate. You know, of course, 
I was starting to tell people about and stuff like that. And um, I got this, the comedy club at the stratosphere is where we were going to shoot it. So that just the fact that I could even, that they would even let me do that. I thought was just cool. Uh, I'll still just hang yeah. my head on that, but that was like a, a, a neat thing. Um, so yeah, they're going to give me my own, my own spot to, to shoot for one night. Um, and then we were going to shoot some other like ragtag stuff around town at different, different shows and open mics and stuff like that and stuff. So, um, I was super excited about that, but then when everything ended and I got to go back and do stand up just the one night at, uh, at that underground show, um, that was something where it was like, it, it was a good, uh, reality check of like, am I here for the right reasons? Do I still want to do this? Um, you know, is, you know, if, if, uh, nothing good ever happens with this, is this still something you want to do? Or is it all about ego? You know, is it about the crowd? Is it about me? Um, you know, different stuff like that. So, um, maybe that's too introspective again, but it it, it was, a that, that was definitely a good, uh, check, uh, of myself that I've had here in the last couple, like, you know, whatever it's been, uh, two months. Um, you Definitely. know, to, and then when they announced too, like hilarious seven is coming back, that's a show that I'm a regular on. And, uh, it's a show I'm, I'm able to, it's, it's John Hilder's show, uh, as the comic, but it's a show I'm able to excel on a lot because John puts me in a good spot to be able to do my crowd work and show off my skills and stuff like that. Um, so when I found out that was coming back, I was excited about that. Then the government is going to push the thing. So we're not going to be able to, I don't think we're gonna be able to start it as soon as they'd like to. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, it's day to day, uh, the drama of like, whether this is something I should keep pursuing or whether that was it, you know? Um, but it, it kind of a, uh, a cool thing again for me, like I said, in that, like, when was I ever going to get this pause? It's not like people really get injured in stand up comedy and I get to take a break <laughs> from, you know, cause there's like, it's kind of like baseball where there's so many levels to it. You know, and you can be like, well, I'm a professional baseball player. And it's like, yeah, well, you, do you play for, like in the actual MLB or do you play in one of the many, you know, feeder leagues? Like triple A Right, baseball. right. And so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm triple A comedian, dude. I'm somewhere in the, you know, I'm not, you, you don't have, uh, you know, this isn't uh, in cars getting coffee right now. This is uh, at Motel 6 getting coffee. So <laughs> this, this, Yeah, yeah. It sounds a little dirtier, yeah. but, uh, well. Same things happen in cars as Motel 6 sometimes. That's true, dude. Sleeping. That's true. You see, you're quick with sleeping, this, Sleeping, of course. Yeah, sleeping. 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 <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. But I, I, I agree. Like, the whole ego part where you're reflecting on, is this ego or is this something I really want to do? I think, you know, with a lot of things entertainment, it's a little bit of both. Because, yeah. you know, like – People who are in entertainment, including myself, are kind of sick in a little bit of a way where they need a little bit of outside approval coming in in some yeah. way. Whether that approval is mass dislike from people, it's still like because those are the, the comedians that go out and like or the shock jocks that get picketed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they crave. But like having that voice and people to and being able to talk to people and get your point across i don't know if it's because come from a point where 
you weren't listened to as a child or <laughs> something like that. Uh, you need that attention. And I'm in there, too. I'm a middle child. Hell, I'll admit it. Uh, but I think that ego does play a part because when I quit radio and moved out here, like I felt like I was missing something, like missing yeah. a voice, missing, missing, missing some way to like express myself. So I kind of started up this podcast then uh, after a few years of being out here and it's helped fill that void, you know? Yeah, dude, that's great. It's all about uh, finding that hobby or that next thing. You know, for me, it's like I, I mentioned all those projects I had going, like work was my hobby, you know? So, like, my hobby was – but I have such an interesting, fun job that uh, that's kind of what, you know, being a gig worker – you know this, you know, that's what being a gig worker requires is to have many gigs all yeah. at once. Like, all these darts on the board, that's what's holding it up, not not any one gig, you know? Um, it's, it's having 20 gigs and then you're, you know, a professional, um, then, you know, yeah, you have to have many slashes behind your name. Yes. I'm a comedian slash slash that slash that. And yeah. Yeah. And so So. that's, but all those hustles, you know, for the time being are out. So then that's been a good chance for me too, to say, um, you know, I was talking to, comedian uh tommy easter the other day and and tommy said that he's been hustling you know for the better part of he said it's probably been six years or so uh you know since since he had had like a normal day job or something like that and he's saying like that you know that's exhausting you know too some people might say that as like oh my god you got away without you know without working or whatever and it's like well you know i am working i'm in fact i'm working probably twice as much um for half the pay and uh and zero security you know and then when something like this happens it's a um it's a reality check trez our mutual friend uh trez mala yeah uh and i'm sure maybe he doesn't mind me sharing this trez was doing uh he's a stand-up comedian and but his day job was he was doing these tours uh where you go to the grand canyon at one point i was thinking about doing those i thought it sounds like a sweet gig you go up to the grand canyon you do the tour at night you come back you do your stand-up right well now those yeah, are definitely. those are out. No one's going on the Grand Canyon, right? So Trez was like, "I'm going to do some sort of sales," you know. And I said, "That's what you got, you know. You got to. We're going to have to change, you know, um, certain things, uh, or you know, or wait this out." And I don't know how much um, anybody can stand that's a gig worker to to wait this out. So who yeah, knows? that's got to got to be tough. So what what are you doing to? Uh get by right now i guess dude uh, are you able to collect unemployment being a gig worker so it it just started uh for what it's worth uh in nevada this week uh you're finally i got my stimulus check and uh and i'm able to start uh maybe collecting unemployment this week uh, or like fi- able to file for it as a gig worker um so one of the comedy clubs put up like the instructions on how to do it, which was really nice of them and stuff like that and stuff. So, uh, I'm with it, but, um, no, dude, I've been, uh, scraping by, I'm probably going to get some sort of day job here, um, very soon. So, um, yeah, yeah. uh, had some interviews and, and looked at some different stuff so far. Um, but I'm, I'm fine too, in the sense that, uh, I, I'm not like, uh, sitting to get like evicted or living in my car or anything like to, you know, you can see uh, I'm fine, but it's like, uh, 
you know, there's there's people way worse off than me. Like I said, thank God I'm not on a cruise boat. <laughs> thank God that Definitely. I wasn't living like I was for a while. For a while, I was living out of like hotels and other stuff like that, you know, just on the road with like not really like a plan and stuff like, you know. But I have a lease here and stuff. I had some rent paid up and stuff. So, um, uh, so I was being smarter than you'd think. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad. Glad you're doing all right. Yeah, man. So, Same with you. I hope you're doing okay. Like everything's good there. And I, yeah, I'm still working my day job, uh, two to three days a week. So I still have stuff coming in. Then uh, my wife is working full time from home. So. Oh, that's great too. Yeah, I forgot you got married. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I live with my girl too. So we're you know, uh. We're double income, no kids, so that's nice, you know. So um, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, man. Well, I'm glad you're doing well on there. So I got just a couple more questions for you before I let you get back to uh, your busy quarantine schedule. Yeah, dude, go, sh- go uh. ahead. And shoot. No, this is great, dude. Thanks again so much for doing this. This is really like, uh, if anything, just mental health wise, it breaks things up. And uh, uh, even if you t- took it and deleted it, I just make you know makes my day, dude. So cool. Yeah, it's good to be able to talk to people and hear voices that aren't in your own home, you know? Yeah, and uh, so much has been just, uh, it's just me, like, it, it's just you guys, right? It's, do you, you guys don't have any kids and you don't have any roommates no. or anything, right? So Correct, correct. Yeah, so you can totally so, relate. It's like, I feel like we're on house arrest together. So, But we had just started living together right before this happened. So it, it's been a really... Um, it's actually been really like uh, solidified that I like this girl to me because, you know, like this whole thing happened and it's like, okay, we're stuck together, but we can do this. Like, it, and I, I feel like I would have known right away if, if it was like, we were stuck together and like, this is going to be a, a serious problem, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be terrible to be uh, quarantined and uh fighting all the time. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that that are, dude, and that, that are in like bad situations and stuff. So I feel for them too. I, that's something obviously people that want things to open up, they're like, you know, well not everybody's living situation is great, but um but who knows, you know. For us it's it, it's been more just about like uh we're on like different sleep schedules. She has her um show that she does. Um so we kind of work around like that and stuff like that, but uh I go on like a lot of walks and stuff and just, you know, but it's it, in a lot of ways, it's bit like, it's this weird, like dystopian Vegas prison that like all of a sudden we ended up in and we, we lived an exciting life before that where the two of us were always out and dressed up and whatever. I, I've been goofing around about like how I'm in the same clothes all the time. I haven't been able to wear my suits and stuff like that. And, you know, and uh, just little, little things like that that have changed life. But, um, sorry, I keep getting off on a tangent. My bad. I think I just derailed us. Oh, no worries, man. No worries. And as long as you're talking about your girl, what is it? What is her uh, Twitch stream? Again? Dude, it's so cool. So, like, yeah, can we talk about that for like thirty seconds? It's it's cool, man. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right, seconds. you got it. Here's my elevator pitch, <laughs> dude. Uh, she's great. She goes by Ink Girl. Ink Girl. And okay. so it's uh, Twitch.com. I think. Let me make sure that I get this right here because I think it's Twitch.com. Yep. Uh, or Twitch dot tv excuse me slash ink girl and so she's on there i think five nights a week and uh she does like you know a couple hours uh every night and you can get on there and watch her do art 
and she does like everything from like ink art to like comic book art to paintings and stuff like um she did this i don't know if you can see it behind me there's that right there is one of her paintings um, okay is there a face in the corner of that th- there's another one no i think that's just like some splatter like a like a splatter of different um different arts there's a batman um i should probably here i'll i'll show you really quick just because right, cool. yeah, whatever you can edit this okay sorry i just dipped out whatever that's terrible no, radio that, but... <laughs> that, that was cool that's what editing is for yeah. but that was a that was like really cool picture though of Batman. Does she like teach people how to do it as she's streaming? Is it kind of like a lesson? Is it like Bob Ross where she puts happy little trees in some things? Or... Dude, she's very Bob Ross. In fact, I gave her a I gave her a Bob Ross like stuffed toy of, <laughs> that I found. It's real creepy, <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Uh, yeah, no, she's she's very like that. Where she she it's very calming like that too. And like so, if I go on the show sometimes, but I'm not like comedian tom when i go on there i just kind of i'm just me and uh and way more chill because it's like when people go on they i think they go for like the soothing music and like the quiet like watching her draw and stuff she's real cute and it's just real relaxing and stuff you know so that always helps yeah and and, uh it's real positive like she doesn't curse on there or anything like that and uh so yeah it's cool it's just all about her and her drawings and her art and stuff and then uh, it's kind of exciting too, because like uh, Twitch is this new thing, so I'm learning a lot uh, about Twitch uh, while just kind of uh, moderating her channel sometimes and just like helping her out get set up and and whatever. So um, I've had some people be like, it's just kind of like the podcast thing. They're like, do you want to do that? And, but I'm also seeing how much work goes into it and how you know there's a reason the pros are the pros of of, uh, of each and everything. You know, it's just. Um, we always make stuff look easy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this podcast, dude, you make this look easy. Like I, I'm <laughs> telling you, dude, like I said, when the, I appreciate when this that. quarantine first started, I, I was one of those, I was like, I'll start a podcast. And like two episodes into it, I was like, I'll never do that again. That was, <laughs> that was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm so not good at that. That's crazy. Oh man. They say if you make it past seven episodes, you have a chance of lasting. Dude, you do great. Well, you know, they quite, I, I you're very good at, at asking questions and, and, and listening and stuff like that and staying on topic. Whereas me, I just, I derail and whatever. Uh, I'm uh, like, I get up, like I just did. And I go check out, I'm like, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, I, I like getting off topic a little bit sometimes, but you know, it's like being able to bring it back. I think that makes, uh, makes a difference too, because you'll never like getting off topic kind of brings up some of the most interesting stuff that's kind of what my show is mm-hmm. a lot is getting off topic but reining it in a little bit you know like uh i, I think your show's got great told- advice dude i just in general like it basically it's like this giant entertainment advice column which is pretty cool like i don't know who else has that other than like barry Katz that used to man it like has the one called industry standard he oh yeah i've listened to that a few yeah times. yeah but you're like you're like the indie barry Katz, dude it's like all all like indie <laughs> industry stand like this is all these different professionals and stuff. I wish this resource would have been around when I like started in Iowa because that's what I needed was a bunch of like I don't like to like copy anybody, but if I'm gonna copy somebody, I I always like to copy the people that are like in my realm, you know, that are like yeah ob- stuff that's obtainable. Like somebody could do what I've done. They could come out to Vegas and be a comic and do a bunch of open mics. And, and get to open for people and stuff like that. It's a very doable thing. Um, but when you first start out, it seems so far out 
in the future because all you can see is the you know it's like you and then bill burr whereas like it's good to see someone in (laughs) in between there that's like no there's this guy named tom and you could do exactly what he's doing in a couple years yeah definitely uh, like you said seven episodes in you know seven shows in seven whatever in and uh seven batman paintings in and uh and all of a sudden you'd you'd feel a lot better about uh, what you're doing yeah, and you know, it's still a growing process, but um trying to learn new things, trying to find the things when I'm editing that's like, oh, I stepped on what he was saying right there. I need to uh, stop, listen. I can always cut out extra space, you know, if I wait too long for him to say something uh, or finish something. But sometimes when you talk over somebody, it just cuts off what their train of thought. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant at the top of the hour when I said, like, I hate my voice when I listen back to it is it's really I hate my timing, you know, now we got the timing down or whatever. But it's like, you know, when I first start something, my timing's all rocky, even on stage, like my old albums, my old stuff that I've done. When I listen back, I'm like, oh, my timing is so cringe. Whereas like, that's what (laughs) developed. So when you were saying like, oh, you're like the Iron Man, you got to knock all the rust off or whatever when you get back on stage. It's like, yeah, I got to get my timing back, you know? My timing's all screwed yeah. up. Uh, the jokes will be there, you know, because those I wrote a long time ago. But, um, you know, the those interactions, those in-the-moment things where we make make them believe how easy it is, all of a sudden it's like, well, it's, it's pretty hard <laughs> to make you believe how easy it is when I'm I'm cringing while I'm going through it. Definitely, yeah. definitely, man. So when somebody does come to see you perform, mm-hmm. what do you want them to take away and remember about your performance once this whole corona thing is open or over and everything is open or you go to one of these speakeasy yeah. comedy clubs? Like, uh, So, yeah, you go to one of these speakeasy comedy clubs and uh, have like a certain group come see you. What do you want them to take away? Well, you know, leading up to this, dude, I, I've been working the last, I'd say – three years or so really hard on being strictly a crowd work comedian where um, a lot of my, if I, unless they put parameters on me for the show, sometimes the show will say, do this, don't do that. You know, you have to be clean or you can't this, or you can't that. Um, If there's no parameters and they let me do what I'm going to do, then it's completely off the cuff uh, as much as I can. So I try to do the entire show just like um, all in the audience and uh, you know, maybe like one joke to get things started and then right into all crowd improv. Um, so that's, that's what I've been wanting them to take away is that it's a completely different experience every time they come see me and that the show was about them, that it wasn't so much about me. I don't like when you go see these comedians and you've never heard of them, but they, they're like giving their Ted talk on life, you know? And it's like, (laughs) I don't know this guy. Why is he Ted talking me? You know, like, why am I getting this ear beating from this dude that, I'd rather uh, make t- tailor it to them, and then it, so if they're on vacation, then it, and you know I say where are you from in Kentucky, and then I make this whole Kentucky thing up. Then that's more you know that's something they can take home with them, and they can be like, dude, the guy was great. He he knew all about us, and he he you know he's talking about Kentucky basketball and whatever, and he started and, and they they can take those inside jokes back with them. And then they had more fun. Whereas otherwise, I, I don't get my socio-political point across as much. But who cares? Yeah, like what, that's not what I'm in it for. And th- that's the stuff that I too like stuff that you you look back on and you're like, man, as a two year comic, as a three year comic, I really thought I had life figured out. Can't believe I used to tell people 
this, this, and this when I was on stage, you know? And, and, <laughs> and so like, you know, as, as I've gotten uh, older with it or just older in general, uh, you know, I've tried to become less preachy or less uh, talk about like anything like race, religion, sex, politics. Like I've, I've tried to just, and not that I'm a clean comic by any means, but I try to just stick to them that night in the okay. moment. And um, usually there's, there's like a village of people, you know, there's, there's the funny drunk guy, there's the slutty girl, there's the guy that's, you know, the smart guy. There, there's all these different little characters in the audience. There's an old lady. There's all, they're, and they're there every night too, you know, just in different forms. But, uh, <laughs> Definitely. So, do you have like canned stuff that you may use at least to get started? Like somebody says they're from Kentucky, or you have that uh, funny drunk guy. Do you have canned lines? Uh, full disclosure, um, I, do, I some of it. Uh, obviously, it's stand-up comedy, so of course, like uh, you know, I'm using some stuff I wrote ten years ago. You know, uh, yeah. in there. Uh, the real way to pull off the trick is to not do that though, is to trust the, the funny that I have and actually wing a lot of it. Now winging it can mean I wrote it, you know, uh, five minutes before I went up, you know, I can, I can get there early and maybe I can see some things and say, Oh, that guy's got a cowboy hat on. And then I can start doing the cowboy hat stuff as the guy's walking in the door, you know, some of it starts then, but, uh, you know, in in terms of actual like no that a lot of it is like listening like like you're doing here listening reacting trusting yourself trusting like uh that your reactions are appropriate and stuff like that not constantly second guessing stuff and whatever yeah i can't edit but also <laughs> the moment passes quick too you know so like it's not people don't hang on every word you whereas like uh I'm learning with Twitch and other stuff. I like got people can go back and be like, Oh, look at this. You said this, <laughs> like clip you, yeah. clip you right back at them. And whatever this, you know, this podcast and listen to an old one. You're like, gosh, that's what I said back then. So uh, <laughs> it's like, hopefully you allow me to grow as a person as I'm doing, yeah, as I'm doing it too. And, and have normal interactions and stuff like that. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, that's what I was working towards. So, uh, is that going to still be possible? Like, I don't even know, you know, so there's going to be so much that maybe changes or um, like I said, or, or doesn't change. I'd be just as shocked if things stay the same too. Um, It's at this point, it's anybody's uh, anybody's guess. Hopefully you get back to doing some uh, stand up and crowd work soon. You know, that's gotta be tough not being able to do, uh, what you want to do for anybody who's out of work right now, anybody who can't do their job and do what they actually want to do. Um, so that's got to suck. I do have one final question for you, Tom, but before I get there, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Yeah, man, you can check me out uh, at Tom Garland LV, LV like Las Vegas, uh, at Tom Garland LV uh, on just about everything. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so I'm on there on social media. And then I've got my website is, uh, Tom Garland comedy.com. Um, I've got albums on Pandora and Spotify, so you can look me up on there and listen to all my stuff. And, uh, you can YouTube me just Tom Garland and, uh, you can probably find me on like, uh, all sorts of stuff. So I'm, I'm out there, man. You go ahead and look me up and, uh, any sort of support is, uh, is welcome right now. Cause like you said, not doing a whole lot. Um, 
but just support artists in general and like in stuff right now. Cause you know, everybody's going through this thing too. I keep seeing like, um, there's like a GoFundMe for every single club that's closed in the country, you know? So it's like yeah. where, whoever you can support, uh, do that. But, I, but yeah, my stuff's out there. If, if, if somebody needs a laugh. Is there a spot where they can go and buy an album? Yeah, you can like, get... uh, because I've been trying to pitch that mm-hmm. uh, for people. Cause right now I'm, saying a lot of entertainers like you said are out of work and if you can buy an album if you're in that position that'd be great to support patreon pages or whatever yep but go ahead where can people buy an album yeah you can buy an album you can uh get on itunes or amazon and uh and get my albums leash your kids and unleashed are my two albums but if you just search tom garland uh they'll come up also um i was in that movie headstrong uh, with Rob Van Dam, so you can look that up too. That's on Amazon. Uh, maybe just for something to watch while uh, while this is going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then after watching that, come back and listen to the interview with Rob Van Dam about it, because there may be a couple spoilers in the interview, but uh, that interview will complement it nicely. It did complement it nicely. I appreciate you doing that for us, man. You've been real supportive of me and, and all, all the people I've worked with over the years that I that I know that have done the show. I saw a bunch. I I went through and it was a bunch of them too that I was like, damn, these are all my cronies and stuff. So you really put us over. <laughs> I appreciate uh, you guys working with me as well, man. I have a blast talking to all you guys, and uh, hope to continue doing so. You know, um, I do have one final question for you, Tom. It is the title question of the show it's been great having you on dude thank you appreciate it of course man of course i appreciate you taking uh time out of quarantine to help help entertain me as well uh because these conversations are nice to have and that final question man it is the title question of the show tom garland how do you live uncontained? I, I hope we all live uncontained again soon, dude. I, I truly do. I hope that they stop containing us in these little kids. Cause that's what I'm in right now. I'm in a one room container with me and my girlfriend. And at some point they'll let me out into container park and then I'll, I'll be able to run around. <laughs> There's actually a container park here in, in Vegas. Uh, really? yeah. J- jokes aside, dude, I, I like, I don't think that, uh, this coronavirus or whatever to, to sign off here, I, as much as it's going to change life, like, uh, we still are going to win, which is crazy. Like us as human beings, you know, we're still going to stay uncontained because they like this thing can't kill us, dude. It it, it can kill some people, but it doesn't kill all people. And the thing about that is that like life wins, you know, comedy still wins, no matter if it's on zoom or uh, on uh, a podcast or if it's live in some bar somewhere and everybody's dirty and diseased. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and, and a virus spreads and it kills three of those people uh two weeks later you know it's it all of it is gonna happen um but there's still mcdonald's on every block you know there's still pizza and politics and porn and they can't stop everything man so I, the three p's of that's life right. pizza politics and that's porn. right dude <laughs> it's gonna stay uncontained it's 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 gonna go back to the way things were eventually and uh and I hope uh, at some point we can uh, we can crack a beer and uh, we can laugh about all this stuff. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And uh, 
I, as I said, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. I noticed that my interviews that I've been doing during the quarantine have been longer than normal. Like, I'm at about an hour and a half with you. I did one that lasted about an hour and 45, hour, 50 minutes wow. the other day. Um, I do edit it down a little bit. Yeah, but, feel free to chop um, me up, dude, like, like down to like 10 minutes maybe, like to just the good because – uh, but no, 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 I gotta, gotta, gotta keep a, a decent amount in there. I, I like, uh, I like the conversation. I like, uh, you know, occasionally we'll say some things that spark other things. So if you cut those out, it makes the interview make less. I sense. think on this so. end, it was all about loneliness. It's, all, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, we've been talking for three hours. I think you're clinically insane. <laughs> Uh, what I'm going to do is three cry breaks. I'm prescribe you uh, a new medication. I hope this helps. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> and I'll send you a box of tissues right. in the mail. Right. But, Thank you. Yeah, living uncontained. Yeah, living uncontained in containment can be kind in of containment. Uh, right. This show is literally, I, dude. You're ahead of your time. Like, I, I stole that. I stole that from uh, a guest of mine. So, uh, well, um, edit that part out and keep it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's all it's already online. I added it. I stole it from Sammy Freeman. She's like, I actually named the episode that. So that's great. Um, but she's a musician, and I appreciate you once again coming on, dude. I have one final thing for you to do, Tom, yeah. and that is to sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show today? I will, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm Tom Garland, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. 200 in the books thank you to tom garland and thank you for listening and uh tom said that he didn't have a whole lot to uh, promote due to quarantine but afterwards he actually emailed me a uh teaser for a trailer that he's in called routines it's uh billed as a stand-up tragedy he plays a uh, radio station dj and i do believe he does some uh stand-up comedy in the movie as well but uh i'm not a hundred percent sure on when that will be out but something to look forward to from uh miglor films um yeah check that out and uh, i will keep you updated on uh, all things uh tom garland coming your way uh once again i appreciate him coming on the show if you would like to support the show Please, please uh, visit uncontainedpod.com. Click on that Amazon banner at the top of the page. Or, you know, if you're not into doing the shopping thing right now, which I understand with COVID and everything going on, please just go to the podcast player that you are listening to this in right now and click subscribe and then rate and review the show. It won't take long. It's not like, uh, you know, you have a lot to do today. You're you're sitting on the couch. Uh, I'm sure your boss won't know if you visit uh, the iTunes store and make a review. So do do your thing. Hopefully, hopefully we get back to uh, somewhat normal somewhat soon. And, uh, and uh, you know, we actually live up to what the nation's... Uh, the nation's slogan is freedom and justice for all and uh, stress the all part. And, uh, you know, it's it's about time that everybody gets behind uh, the movement and uh, joins in. So let me just say this. 
Until next time, live uncontained.